Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Listen, on this episode of Are Y'all Serious? Yeah, it's Aaron from Luke 8. <laughs> Listen, we just got to jump right into it. I have to read it for you to understand. I can't even give it a premise. I just, just let's just go ahead and get into it. So Luke 8, you know I read from the New Living Translation. So we're going to drop down to verse 26. So it says, So then they arrived in the region of Gerasenes, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. 28. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. That's the voice I think he would have read in because he was, you know, outrageously going through it. 29. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. The spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. 30. Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. 31. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. 32. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. 33. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down to the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. Almost said land, but it's lake and drowned. 34. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. Because it's exciting stuff. And I'm sure they were shocked. 35. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. 36. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. 37. And all the people in the region of Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone. For a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. Okay purpose of this conversation is um, something that was easily identified in that scripture, but more importantly, easily identified in certain segments of our lives. Yeah, self-sabotage. I was so stirred up reading that initially when I did prior to calling you. And my question was just, time out. It was scarier to see the man healed than it was to see him homeless and naked and being tormented by the demons that were many. It was a scarier sight to see him healed because a great fear. So A, you, you see what happened. Then the people who were initially there that saw it happen 
they're confirming, yeah, he healed them and this, that, and the third. And so instead of being excited for the man, instead of feeling like, you know what, if Jesus can do that, hey, I got something else I need you to go ahead and tighten up in my life. Instead of going ahead and getting to your next level of what could be uh, a breakthrough and freedom thereof, there is a fear to the point that we tell Jesus to go away. So what boggled me was, if you're scared of anything, tell the man to go away, right? I mean, he's the one sitting there crocheting all of a sudden. He went from breaking chains to now he making blankets? Mm-mm. I no comprehende. Um, that doesn't make sense, which will be understandable because humans, we kind of often have an adverse reaction to things that we can't logically compute, right? So that part would have been understood if it was like, hey, Jesus, um, we had a bad history with old boy. Yeah, it hasn't really been the greatest. So if you can just do us a favor of, um, can you put him on that boat and put it that way and and don't let it stop? Like, like the Jesus form of like Simon says, but Jesus says, and just like make him go to the other side because we've been afraid of him for some time. No, no, no. They told Jesus, the one who came to make the difference, the one who came there and made it all the better, the very thing that was problematic, he turned, he made a solution. And in that, you said, hmm, thank you, but can you go away? And sidebar, want to go ahead and show the keynote that Jesus did not even try to stay there. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't, hey, let me prove myself. It wasn't, but why y'all want me to go? I'm the one who A, B, and C. A lot of times we just need to go ahead and as silently as Jesus, it says he just got right back in the boat. That's sometimes how you need to just go ahead and smooth operate yourself out of somebody else's life. When someone looks at you and cannot appreciate what you bring to the table, hmm? when someone cannot see your value, your worth, and instead of them trying to tap into it because their feeble minds can only muster up just a little bit of logic, if they are not identifying your truth, your worth, and all things that are awesome about you, and they are either verbally or non-verbally giving you cues that, hey, I do not want you here, please go ahead and smooth uh, what the Michael Jackson Bishop did. Yeah, I need you to go ahead and moonwalk out of that situation. A lot of us, if we were Jesus in that moment, would have been like, why do you want me to go? I, but look what I, I've done to his life. And I came here just so that I can do that for y'all life. And, you know, if you allow me the opportunity, I mean, we wouldn't wait until all kind of explaining. You got to be truthful with yourself. I know I would have. You want me to go? But y'all saw this man um, meat and potatoes. <laughs> you sure? I would have had to, you would have had to explain it to me on why it was more beneficial for Jesus to go than it was for the man who was problematic at some point. Now, isn't that just like the dating life? As soon as I saw the self-sabotage thereof, I was like, how many people had great people in their lives and just really fumbled the whole football season on this situation? You could have been with the champions. You could have went ahead and got the chip this time. Super Bowl could have been yours that time, but you went ahead with said X, right? Because something about you just couldn't calculate why you were being treated good all of a sudden, why the things that were problematic in your life was now, you know, feeling a little lighter, why you are, were kind of starting to see your worth and your value and, hey, you know what, I, I do have a dimple and that's cute and I like my hair and you was really starting to get into your own, but instead of accepting that, there was an inner rejection of no, because you don't disrespect me enough.
Yeah, you just don't. I call you, you answer, you tell me you're going to call right back. You actually do call right back. You make plans in advance and you really do cater to what's my schedule. And it's just not all about you. You kind of, you're asking me, how do I feel? How was my day? I don't have to feel like you're rolling your eyes as I'm speaking. Like you're really attentive. You're, you're recalling prior conversations that I've had. You're asking me, what's my plan for my life? Like, ooh, I'm sorry. Can you go? If you're honest with yourself, you've done it at some point. Because the familiarity, even if it was abuse, even if it was less than, sometimes familiarity is way more accepted. That's why the Israelites were going through the wilderness and they just kept complaining and reflecting back on their ex, a.k.a. Egypt, on how it was then. And, and yeah, but y'all not slaves no more. So... That mindset that we have, I just wanted to pull it from the Bible. Like, listen, sis, sir, we've been struggling with this since Luke 8 and Genesis. <laughs> yeah, it's outrageous. I just couldn't. That's why we have this whole notion that, you know, good guys finish last and, you know, dudes don't want the good girl. They want the, you know, promiscuous woman in the streets and, you know, that they can't hold down. But the truth of the matter is sometimes you are naturally inclined to accept what doesn't accept you. Why? I don't know. I could not imagine seeing Jesus do something that level of Eyebrows raised, mouth, jaw open wide. Sir, what else can you do? It's like, I would have, hey, I got this can opener that hasn't been working for years. Can you do that too? I just, I probably would have bought the whole house to him. You know, it, it would have gotten me to the point like, mm -mm, move, me next. Listen, this hangnail, painful. Can, can you do something with that? <laughs> and matter of fact, you know, bring thee all thy edges who have not grown in. Like, let's get some. You know, let's go ahead and, this motor in this car, sir, can you do something with that? But, like, really think about that. You go to jobs that's paying more, that the boss isn't as stressful, but you see that they're not really micromanaging you, so you take a little advantage in that because the last job, she was super on you, right? Your boss was counting down the minutes you were in the bathroom, right? But you get here and it's a little bit more lax. They give you a little bit more freedom, you know, because you're this thing called mm, an adult. But you self-sabotage. So you learn the boss's schedule and you try to get there right before them and you take a low-key extended break, and you may or may not finagle what time you came in or what time you came out. And you may say that you're in the field or you're doing something job-related, but you home. Mm-hmm. Capital H-O-M and the capital E. You're, you're very much home. It's almost like you're asking, please fire me. The same way that them people said, uh, Jesus, um, bye now. Hey, I don't, we don't want you here. Because your goodness cannot be appreciated here. Because what you do and the light that you bring looks a lot like um, Grim Reaper to the situation at hand. And I, I wish I could have at least asked, so the Bible could have at least illustrated why they, f what was the fear? What do you mean the fear swept through the crowds? What were y'all afraid of? It, it blew my mind. But we do that all the time. We really do. You make more money. You've been praying for this particular position. You've been praying for an opportunity. 
Because, you know, bills is coming in and this, that, and the third. But what do you do when you get a higher income job? What do you do? You make more bills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you went from making 20000 Now you're making about 45000 And now you have enough debt that equals 60000 Why did you do that? You just figure, oh, okay, I can make payments now because I got this new job. And Why did you do that? Why did you go ahead and ask God to bring me a wife, bring me this, bring me that? And then you fumbled it, and then you said, you know what, maybe it's just that I'm not ready. No, maybe you are feeble-minded. Let's just keep it real. Nobody else is going to tell you the way I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to go ahead and just say it. You can't say you want something. God show it to you. And then it scares you because, oh, my goodness, it's manifested. And so your only answer is go away. You know what maturity looks like? Man, I was not expecting you. But I've lived long enough to know that this thing does not come around dime a dozen. So I'm going to go ahead because I know that God brought it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go back to God and I'm going to say, hey, can you help me manage this? Because if not... Yeah, I'm, it's not going to go well. Yeah, it's going to unravel at the seams because you can't trust my, um, my abilities alone. I don't trust my abilities alone. That's real maturity. God, you are blessing me out the yin-yang. You're giving me j- jobs and opportunities and networking, things that don't even meet my qualifications and what I um, am educated for. And I'm going to just go ahead and be honest with you. This thing is scaring me. Um. I just need you to help me because if allowed the opportunity and I know I've been praying for this and I know I've been dreaming this and I've been, you know, secretly just writing down things to encourage myself. But now that it's actually here, I'm going to be honest with you. Give me an opportunity. Let me see a door. I will run. But I know that this opportunity does not come a dime a dozen. Please, God, if I have to shackle myself to this opportunity, don't let me fumble it. Whatever I have to do, if you got to bring another person just to go ahead and just... Keep me standing because right now I can't feel my knees and ankles, sir. I know that this is a good man. I know this is a good man. But I feel like I'm so broken, I may hurt him. For the first time ever, I'm afraid for somebody else being around me. I could identify before when it was, oh, he don't deserve me. Now I'm like, oof, you so good, I don't think I deserve you. And that's humbling. And that's truth. And sometimes you got to dig deep enough to say, you know what? My truth don't have to be permanent. I can bring this thing to God and say, hey, this is where I'm at. Can you help me? Right now, I, I do feel a little unworthy, but that's how I know it's you, God. That's how I know it's you. It, it's sticking out like a sore thumb. It can't be any clearer that this is you. So please don't let me mess this up. God, I've dated I don't know how long, and I've never come across a woman that I can actually see me loving and only her. Actually be able to look at her and see you will be the mother of my children. The fact that she even has me thinking that way scares me slightly. And I'm trying to be macho, but sometimes, you know, she calls and I don't want to answer because it's like she keep, she doing this thing where my heart is starting to feel. And I was already singing the Omarion, I got an icebox where my heart feels. Like I was, a, that was the theme song for my heart. And then she came here, and I'm like, "Why does she feel like home? This is weird. I haven't known her long enough. I've been with such and such for years, and I didn't feel an inkling of this. 
Okay, this is scaring me. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do. Maturity says go back to God in that same posture. In that same posture. God, I've been praying on this job. Man, I've been waiting for an opportunity just to show. Just give me the opportunity so I can shine. And I got this opportunity, and I'm in this office, and I'm like, um, whoo, how do I spell my name? That's how nervous I am. But I, didn't, I know you didn't come all the way here out of the billions of people in this world. I know you didn't come all the way to my life to make a difference, to watch me fail. Because that's not your favorite scene. So, God, I'm asking, I know you gave me the opportunity, but you got to carry me through this one. You're right now, I can't depend on my intellect. I'm not familiar. You know, the other levels that I was at, I knew I was underappreciated. I knew that I was, you know, I was above that. I could do more. And now I'm here. I have the opportunity to do more. And I really feel like, ooh, maybe it's scaring me. Maybe I shouldn't have applied. Maybe I should have waited a year or two. God, I ask you for this house. I've been, man, I've been looking at all kinds of pictures of how to decorate it and, and color schemes. And, ooh, this will be nice. And, you know, I'm just so excited. And the closing day is here, and I got these keys in my hand. And now, instead of pulling up to this house and being excited, of like, <laughs> God finally did it for me. Now I'm pulling up, and I just see, um, I, feel, I feel so small when I look at this now. Because I don't know if I'm equipped to be able to carry this mission. I don't know anyone that's successfully homeowning. You know, is this the market? Should I have bought now? I mean, that was a lot of money that I spent. Did I do it right? And God, I know I've been asking you to have children. And I, I, I've, been, I've been naming them since I was three. Yeah, I just, and I, and I know in me that I'm going to be a great mother. I know in me I'm going to be a great father. But when I think about tiny humans and that I could possibly mess them up for the rest of their lives, that scares me. Yeah, instead of me looking at it like I have an impression that I can give on them, I have enough love to be able to, you know, walk them through this thing called life, I look at it like I could possibly mess them up the way that my parents did or the way that my friend's parents did. Like, God, one false move and I, I can ruin the whole thing, right? And God is like, huh? Let me... I'm a great dad. I really am. You do not have to be super qualified, perfected, in order for me to bless you with a thing. All God needs to know is that he can trust you with the mission. You don't have to keep reading all the what to expect when expecting. You don't have to know the ins and outs of home buying. You don't... Don't get me wrong. It is excellent to educate yourself on a thing, but you don't have to be the skilled, masterful craftsman of all things that you're asking for because then you wouldn't need God no more. And that's what we mistake at. It's really not, I'm going to pray to God until I get my blessing and then, thanks God, I got it from here. That's not how that works. It is, I need you to manifest the blessing. I need you to help me navigate through the blessing. I need you to help me to manage this blessing the way that you would. I need you to help me see this from a different perspective because the world is going to try to make me feel like I've wasted my time. I made a mishap. I shouldn't have done it. It, it was too early. It was too late. And I'm not, it, the world is going to constantly keep throwing things at me. I need you to give me the armor and the gear mentally and emotionally to go ahead and be repellent towards life and keep going toward you. 
You don't get pregnant and it's like, thanks, God, that's all I need. Uh Uh-uh. You need to pray for safe delivery. You need to be praying for safe children. You need to be praying for safe teenagers. You need to be praying for when they become adults that they do right. You need to be praying that they get linked with people with their heart, that when they get older, that they are connected to someone that's not going to take advantage of them. You need to be praying that they will be great children or great um, parents to your grandchildren. Like the prayer doesn't end at just, thanks, God, I'm pregnant. And I use pregnancy as an example, but we need that for everything we're praying for. Don't just pray for the job. Pray for the excellence to do the job well. Pray that you get the accolades that you deserve, that you get the merit increases that you deserve. I don't care if if that job usually doesn't give that high of a raise or, you know, if there's a hiring freeze. God will make a way. You need to be continually praying on a thing. But a lot of us stop short because it's like, oh, he gave that to me. Okay, now it's my turn. No, 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 this is not a tag team where God gives it and then he claps your hand, you know, for you to get back into the wrestling ring and then he go ahead to the concession stand. That's not how that works. He is the resource that trusts you to manage what he gives you. But you need constant instruction. You have to, that's what fellowship is for. And it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. God, what to do next? I did what you told me to do last, and so I'm coming for a fresh set of instructions. Okay, as I'm in the midst of what you told me to do last, I'm starting to feel a little weary. Can, can, you, can you fill me back up? Can you do a fresh anointing inside of me, that, you, that same excitement that I had once ago, that whatever tried to distract me and take that from me, that I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and I want it back, and I'm going to go ahead, and if I have to write something down on my mirror and read it all the time or just make myself a voice note and listen to that, whatever I have to do, I'm not going to keep having my, my joy stolen from me. I know that you called me to this situation. I know that you called me to this person, and I'm not going to walk by sight. You said to walk by faith for a reason. I need you to go ahead and help me, Lord. You said the size of a mustard seed. You told me that's all I have to do. I have a mustard seed or two worth. I need your help, God. Please don't be like these people that you see God do an awesome thing, that they were blessed enough to see God's work firsthand through Jesus. And they said, oh, okay. Can you leave? Yeah, now. Mm-mm. Like now, because um, someone who's able to bring that much excellence to an equation, that much joy, that much um, solution to a problem, we don't comprehend. So we're going to say, okay, bye now. Outrageous. Please dig deeper within yourself to say, I don't want my human just whatever that natural instinct is to reject what we don't understand, I don't want to reject something that's good for me. I don't want to reject the very solution that I have been praying for. I don't want to reject the very thing that God says, it's your time. If it's my time, then he trusted that I have what I need in me, that he will put what's needed in me to get me to that next level, to help me achieve, to help me accomplish. God is a good God. He does. He's not looking at you like American next, you know, the funniest videos, and he's just watching you fumble like, <laughs> look, oh, yeah, she can't even handle that house. Look at her. Mm-hmm. I bought his wife to him, but look, he ain't ready. Mm-hmm. Still in his flesh. Sometimes he brings things to you to grow you. To let you know, hey, listen, you have the opportunity to get at that now. You ready? 
you have the opportunity to tell all these females, stop calling me. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm preparing for my wife. And you don't even have to give all that, but it's just, that would just be the mindset. Like, no, I'm cool. I'm not doing it right now. You, change your number. You, show God you're really serious about a thing. Because the reality is, he knows our limitations. He, he wasn't clueless. Notice Jesus didn't give no clap back and was like, y'all want me to leave? He didn't give no clap back. He knew their limitation. Like, oh, y'all not ready. <laughs> Easy. Okay. I, I'm so clear, I'm not even going to say nothing else. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to... You know, pick up this cloth, and I'm going to go ahead and just go back in the boat. Period. The end. It's cool. Disciples, y'all don't, y'all don't say nothing either. Just let's fly back. I don't care how long of a trip it was. I'd rather take a trip back than to try to stay somewhere where someone doesn't understand. Where they're so feeble and so immature in their thinking and their receiving of something great that I would have to explain it. If I have to explain it, I'd rather leave. So I want this conversation again. You already know we have these conversations to be thought-provoking, to go back into our own little mirror and say, hmm, do I reject stuff that God says? You know, you may have to do a comb through. But even if there is something that you like, yeah, I did fumble that one. Mm-hmm, sure did. Then that's a great assessment. And so your new prayer, your new goal should be, if I'm ever given the chance again, I'm going to make sure that I see it through with God because I already know. (laughs) Give me another chance in the same mindset, I'm going to fumble again. And I don't want to be the world's greatest fumbler. I'm just not, that's not the, that's not the coin title I want. I'm sorry. But reading that was just outrageous. I'm sorry. No, I'm just looking at it again. I'm like, (laughs) wow. But I have something else I wanted to share with you that I'm going to go ahead and, um, take this other call real quick because somebody texted me. I don't know this number, so let me call it back. But as my good, good nanny says, all right. I ain't gonna hold you. So I'll speak to you later. All right? Yeah, no, I'm gonna call you right back. Yes, I'm going to call you back. I said it right. Okay. All right, later. <laughs>